Hello, I'm Russell Redman, Senior Editor at Supermarket News. Online bulk products retailer Boxed Inc., which went public in December, is taking a two-pronged approach to growth, covering both retail and technology. New York-based Box provides warehouse club-style shopping, including groceries, pantry items, household staples, HBA, office supplies, and organic products through its website and mobile app. Consumers and businesses can buy club-sized packages with free two-day delivery in the continental U.S. on purchases of over $49, without the membership fees of traditional warehouse clubs. Members of the Boxed Up Loyalty Program get free shipping for a 1998 order minimum. The company also offers Boxed Express, an on-demand delivery service for perishables, and in late 2021, the company entered the rapid grocery delivery, delivery arena via its first acquisition, New York City e-grocer Max Delivery. As part of its plan to go public, Box has launched a new income stream by licensing its end-to-end e-commerce platform as a software-as-a-service. The technology includes customer-facing front-end and back-end software, plus homegrown automation robotics for, for fulfillment. A couple of weeks after Boxed first earning call as a public company, Supermarket News caught up with CEO Che Huang at the recent FMI Midwinter Conference in Orlando, Florida. Listen to what he had to say about Boxed's expansion and evolving business model. Well, um, what does being a public company mean for uh, Boxed growth prospects? What led to that? So I would say outside of the growth prospects, it just means a lot more learning. Um, <laughs> so meaning that, you know, Box was private for almost nine years. Uh, yeah. And so now as we go public um, uh, in a great way, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm invigorated, I'm recharged uh, because I'm learning something new uh, every single day now. Um, for the growth prospects of the company, it's also really impactful. So um, uh, we raised, well, as of our last earnings call at the end of last year, we had $105 million in cash. And so mm-hmm. uh, being able to invest in growth, not only on the e-commerce side, but also the software side, yeah. uh, I think is the biggest impact of, of the IPO. Mm-hmm. And uh, what areas of business are targeted for expansion, meaning where are the funds earmarked for it? I know you just mentioned the software. Yeah, so of course, uh, um, uh, on the e-commerce side of the house, because remember, we now have two sides of the house. So right. two business units, one is the e-commerce business and one is the software business. Um, uh, on the e-commerce side, definitely being able to spend more uh, on marketing and not just any marketing, but above the line marketing to drive mm-hmm. awareness um, is really important to us because we've always played kind of bottom of the funnel, uh, SEO, SEM, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of social media ads, um, but that doesn't really help you build real awareness. And so, being able to do more TV, more radio, more podcasts. I think I um, might have seen a TV. There you ad go. So recently, yeah, yeah, it's working. There was that. <laughs> so we've never really played in a meaningful yeah. way uh, there, um, and as a result, our unaided where unaided awareness is only one percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if we think about moving that to two, three, five percent as a result of some of the spend, I think it's going to be good. Uh, one thing that we're really excited about is uh, the B2B prospects of growth. Right. Um, you know, most people don't know, but 25% of our business was B2B pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and that just almost went away, you know, as, as COVID hit, uh, hit the United States. And so um, seeing that bounce back is also a really good um, thing that we're looking forward to. 
Right, I mean, it makes sense to B2B. I mean, I'm remembering when warehouse clothes first came into my area. Oh, the yeah. The big buyers were all small businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, Originally, yeah. you know, people forget that we're a wholesaler. And right. so that's what wholesalers do is generally they serve uh, business clients. <laughs> it wasn't until, I would say, the 90s where that changed, where, you know, folks like me and you could go and shop at a wholesaler. So, um, uh, so an important part of our business that we're showing signs of growth. So as of Q4, um, uh, we were up 59% in that quarter, year right. over year on B2B. So it's showing that, you know, some folks are venturing back in the office, they're restocking the coffee, they're restocking the snacks and drinks. So we're seeing some of the tailwind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how, let me switch gears a bit. How has the boxed B2C model evolved? Uh, what are some of the areas for growth that you're looking at, areas of improvement? Yeah, because so I guess of the grocery operation and non-food. Of course. Uh, so two main things. One is um, we opened up during the pandemic our marketplace. Mm-hmm. So uh, pre-pandemic, just about everything we sold was first party. So meaning that we would buy the item from the manufacturer, we'd resell it um, mm-hmm. uh, to folks like you all across the country. Um, what we found, though, is that to open up our platform, to allow vendors to mm-hmm. utilize kind of our rails to reach our customers could be very powerful. So um, last year we added over a thousand uh, new items, which if you're asking other folks, it might not sound that much, but remember we only had 2000 items. So going an right. additional thousand was a big right. step for us. <laughs> and then also acquiring Max Delivery and now having a fresh yeah. dark store delivery service is really important for us. Um, well, another thing is, uh, what does the Boxed Up Loyalty Program bring to the table? And how do its members compare to uh, customers who don't belong to that loyalty program? Yeah, um, you know, it's one of those risks that we took mm-hmm. because, you know, before we launched it, if we were just sitting together and brainstorming about is it going to work for us or not, the answer might be it's probably not going to work because remember, we're based upon this premise of building a basket. So, right. eight items on average for right. your typical consumer, 15 for your business, and if you add fresh to it, it almost doubles, even even beyond that. And so, if you offer free shipping on every order, you know, common sense would say, okay, people are just gonna buy a single item and they'll just keep coming back and, and right. basically kill you with just single item orders. Oh, yeah. But what's interesting is that we didn't see that. So, uh, AOVs went down, of course, for boxed up mm-hmm. members, but not by like an awful degree. Um, and yet they ended up shopping with more frequency. So overall, um, it changed their behavior. They spend way more with us a year than our non-boxed up customer. And the AOVs are still rather strong. Mm-hmm. I guess so maybe that offer of the, the free shipping just said, hey, why don't I get just to add some more stuff to my cart? That's right. So what we found, at least so far, is that um, it acts as a safety net for our customers. Mm-hmm. So meaning that um, before it was like if you... Um, if you did your main stock up shop at Boxed mm-hmm. and then you had a, a single item fill in, then you might just you know go somewhere else to buy that single mm-hmm. item. Uh, but for us, uh, now people feel more comfortable you know adding to cart and saying, oh, I forgot something. I have Boxed up. You know, I, can, I can get it delivered for free again as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, across the grocery sector, uh, retailers of all sizes saw these huge uh, sales gains with the onset of COVID and the end of Sales levels have remained elevated yeah. as the food at home trend has kind of continued. Um, how have the consumer trends changed for box, boxed as the 
now we're passing year two of the pandemic. Yeah, so the cohorts are still elevated in a good way. So we're seeing what everyone else is seeing is that it wasn't just a blip. Of course, we're not at the peak of April 2020 again, um, but actually that behavior is actually rather healthy when it comes to the cohort behavior. And on the B2B side, what was really interesting for us is that those customers that are reactivating are behaving the same way that they did pre-COVID. Hmm. So that might sound like, okay, it's maybe, that, that's not the craziest thing in the world, but we were sitting here not knowing if people were gonna just buy cleaning products now, no more coffee for right. the office, no more snacks. But what we're seeing is that it's the same type of behavior pre-COVID. So um, uh, that's probably the most heartening piece of news that I've seen when it comes to cohort behavior. It's like, wow, they're, they're starting to come back and they're, and they're back just like they were in 2019. Yeah, everyone wants to get back to yeah, <laughs> what's going on beforehand. Um, well, uh, well, you discussed the B2B business. Um, what's going on is you're seeing uh, more and more companies lift their COVID restrictions uh, and employees returning to the office. What are some of the things you're seeing? You mentioned the basket. Yeah, so the basket, the, the, the type of items they're buying, the AOVs, they're all very similar to our old cohorts in a good way. Um, what's also interesting is that they're starting to reactivate. So uh, we're up 59% year over year in Q4 uh, mm -hmm. um, that we just announced. And so, you know, albeit from a low base, right? Because you're comparing against Q4 2020, but to grow 59% year over year, I think you're starting to see the, the, the uplift. So. We've got our eye on all the different variants. You know, I'm sitting here every day, fingers crossed that we're going back to a normal world. Um, uh, but at least, you know, right now, so far, so good. Yep, that's great. Um, well, uh, you also had mentioned uh, the acquisition of Max Delivery, and that was Box's first acquisition. Yeah. Uh, in late uh, 2021. Um, can you talk a little bit more about what that brings to the company and how it fits in with the uh, other businesses? and and looking even farther expansion plans for Max Delivery. Yeah, I, um, uh, um, it was interesting because um, you know we closed that acquisition the day we went public. Mm -hmm. So you could imagine our finance <laughs> and legal teams were staring at me thinking I was joking. I was, I was like, no, we're gonna close it the day we go public. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? As if we didn't have enough work already, you know? Um, uh, but it just so, showed how bullish we are on that business. So uh, for everyone out there, Max Delivery offers 10,000 SKUs. Um, so it's not like you're, um, kind of 10 minute delivery service or 15 minute delivery service with a super curtailed SKU, but getting there in 15 minutes or less. This is a full basket shop. So 10,000 items, huge basket values compared to kind of the um, 15 minute folks. That convenience. Uh, exactly, exactly. So important for us because it offers us um, uh, a, uh, a way into a different mode of fulfillment, which is from a dark store in less than an hour via bikes or via car. Um, and then also gives us access to fresh supply chain as well. So um, mm -hmm. traditionally, we never sold fresh items first party, but now uh, we can and we do. Yeah, uh, let me ask you a bit about this. The, the, uh, in, especially in the urban areas, these quick, uh, ultra-fast delivery. That, I mean, yeah. At one point, I just stopped trying to keep track of how many were launching. What's your outlook for, for that space? How many consumers really want that and how many players can it really support? I, I don't know how many, I think there is a consumer need or one for it. Um, just like, you know, I would say, you know, if we walk down the street, maybe before we go to dinner, if we need something, we'll just walk into a convenience store or something. Right. You know, there's, there's right. you know, even though it's next to a, a full-on supermarket, you still have different use cases in the offline world. I think online it's the same way. But I think 
the proliferation was probably way too fast, um, and just the cash consumption was way too big as well. So you're seeing you're seeing massive consolidation right now. So yes. in New York, like three went out of business yep. over the last sixty days, and so um, so you're starting to see that consolidate already. <laughs> uh, well, now let's get to the other part of Box Business, the the technology platform. Um, how much did that fit into uh, going public and uh, kind of? envisioning your future uh, growth plans. Yeah, I um, uh, uh, so that was a big part of going public as well. So um, on the earnings call, we talked quite a bit about it. You'll see in the analyst notes on the company, there's a lot of eyes on that business. Right. Um, when you look at the market cap of the company, um, if software does well, then I think, you know, my opinion is we would look heavily undervalued in the years to come. <laughs> and so that's why there's a lot of focus on it. Um, but it's one of those innovations of the pandemic, like B2B business went away, which was our most profitable customer, our, our stickiest customer. You know, as an entrepreneur, you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs and saying, oh, woe is me. We looked around the world and this end-to-end -end technology we built was valuable to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So we extracted it and began partnering with others. Mm -hmm. uh, what is, what's some of the functionality that you're offering through that platform? Is it an end-to-end -end type of solution for uh, E-grocery? Yeah, so what's interesting is that um, we built all the technology ourselves for our core business, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we did so not because we were bored or we just said, okay, let's just build it just to build it, but we knew to be successful in this business, you had to not just send eaches or single items across the country. So getting someone to build a basket of eight items, businesses with 15 items, it took a lot of customization mm -hmm. that can only happen if that DNA is injected from day one on building the right. tech platform. So uh, what we found is that that's valuable. So it's not just how you build a basket, but then it became, how do we pack a box with eight items? And then how do we go around the fulfillment center and grab eight items efficiently? How do we fulfill it with automation? So we build all the way down to the robotics ourselves. Um, and so right now it is end to end. Um, of course the option is the bots, but we can do, actually all of our deployment now, deployments now are software only. Um, but it is end-to-end, -end. so people are basically white-labeling box, right. airlifting it, and putting it onto their stores. Um, it doesn't have to be limited SKU. Our first customers are all like way higher in terms of SKUs than, than we are. Mm -hmm. So even to uh, the, the micro-fulfillment side, dark store, did you say? Yeah, so not right now, but when you think about it, our customers are asking for it. Yeah. Now it's starting to make sense. We, we, we purchased Max Delivery. We have that know-how now. And you'll see pretty soon, as we get better in our kind of core business, then that ignores the benefit of our software clients. And then vice versa as well. So as we get smarter uh, and build modules for them, everyone is on the same platform. So uh, everyone gets better. Do you have any grocery retail users right now for your platform? I know Lidl had done a, a pilot. Yeah, with you, right? so our Lighthouse account right now is Eon Group, A-E-O-N. They're the largest grocer in Asia. Um, and if you go into any Eon Malaysia store, the buy online pickup in store, ship to home, the store picking app, all of it um, uh, is built by Boxed. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk about the, the growth of the, the B2C and the B2B customer bases and um, your grocery offering? How much has that expanded in terms of? assortment and so forth. Yeah, so, you know, expanded quite a bit. So we've added a bunch of new SKUs. So Marketplace, we added a thousand individual items uh, mm -hmm. on Marketplace. 
Um, if you look at what we have for sale in any given moment, it doesn't reflect how many items we've added because supply chain has hit us all hard, right? So out of stocks, um, you know, we've been hit just like everyone else has. Um, but if we were full capacity, um, uh, you would see uh, the SKUs have proliferated quite a bit. Um, I think what you'll see is that as we learn more about max delivery, they're at 10,000 SKUs. Right now we're at two to 3,000 SKUs for main boxed. Um, you can imagine those are the goalposts for us right now. Right. Um, and so we'll inch closer and closer to 10,000. Mm -hmm. uh, what about the, the customer bases? Uh, you're still, all of a sudden, you're seeing faster growth with B2B versus B2C? Yeah, especially because that was such a, uh, um, a headwind for us. Okay. And now it's starting to come back. Um, and so it, you're going to see, we hope, knock on wood, um, faster paced growth in the B2B side than the B2C side. Um, mm -hmm. Simply because of, you know, arithmetically that's how it works when, it, when we were at, at such a low base before. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but we're looking forward to it. That, that business was growing at a 50% CAGR um, before, from 2015 to 2019 before COVID hit. Um, so, you know, of course, I was joking uh, before about, you know, being a toilet paper salesperson. Right. 2020 was a great year, um, but man, it was a double-edged sword because B2B went away for us. Uh, where do you see, uh, where does Boxed fit into the, uh, I guess, the marketplace for grocery retailers, all the different formats of the traditional supermarkets, the uh, discounters, warehouse clubs, mass merchants, and so forth, and other uh, online-only players? I, I think you see us kind of filling in a new niche between um, the pure play supermarkets um, and the pure play clubs, or, or the clubs, um, the warehouse clubs. Um, in some sense, um, uh, we're beginning to sell items that are not just only bulk, um, but people come to us for bulk. Um, but what we found is that people want to see so much more, and they would buy so much more if we just had it in stock. And so that's why you'll see us grow assortment, but we're, we're not going the way of the everything store, and we're not going the way of hundreds of thousands of SKUs. Um, so, you know, that, that'll be kind of something we'll have to be disciplined on. Right, and your technology, the experience that you have when you're uh, shopping online. Yeah, that's right. So, um, in some ways, we're kind of carving out our own path. Um, there's very few people in the world that sell celery sticks, toilet paper, <laughs> and software. <laughs> so, um, uh, but that's, that's our business these days. Well, now I got a nice question, open-ended question for you to right. uh, wrap up our talk. Um, what about Box makes you most excited as you look ahead? Oh man, jeez, <laughs> uh, I, I would say the. I, I know I've said it a few times. The resurgence of B two B. I think there's massive opportunity in the B two B space in e commerce. If you look at all the different reports out there, um, they're basically saying B two B is a bigger opportunity than B two C e commerce. Um, now there's different segments, right? There's like tools and right. you know like construction equipment as well as grocery, but B two B is a big opportunity. Uh, and of course, software as well. You know, mm -hmm. if we can get those two right, you know, I think B2C will continue to hum along now that we're in a post-pandemic world. Uh, fingers crossed, knock on wood. <laughs> but if B2B continues to come back and we are able to execute on software, I think, I think these are gonna be a few exciting years ahead of us. All right, great. Well, thanks for taking the time out, Jay. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Russ.